The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Beitza has been dedicated anonymously of Meir Ben Esther. Amen. has been dedicated as well Amen. We bless our anonymous sponsor that Bezat Hashem he should be blessed with Arichut Yamim, health, Oshel, Veoshel, Vechavod, and Bezat Hashem should be Zocher in the near future to raise a family uh, and continue all his good work for the community. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated anonymously for the Rafu'ah Shalema of David Ben Violet. And Yitzchak ben Mazal. Daf Lamid Alef. Today's daf is being studied. The Elunishmat Avraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu Began Eden. Amen. Begin today's daf on Daf Lamid Alef. And we start right at the Mishnah on the top line. Mishnah says, Mevi'in Etzim Min Hasadeh Min Hamchunas. Person on Yom Tov is allowed to bring wood that was already uh, picked, was cut already, cut wood from the fields. Menam Chunas, if they were gathered already, Me'ediv Yom Tov. So if they were gathered already from Me'ediv Yom Tov in the field, that shows they were designated already. And therefore you have uh, bypassed the problem of Mukseh. If they are uh, scattered in the field, so then already they weren't designated. Therefore, you have a problem of mukse. Okay, that's the uh, that's the opinion. However, the Mishnah does say, karpef, if it's in an enclosed area, the wood, afilu menam fuzar, even if they're scattered, uh, because the enclosed area shows that you designated them. And Tosfot has a question. One of the 39 melachot is me'amir. That's gathering or collecting. So he says, what do you mean? In the karpef, if they're mefuzar, how can you gather the wood on Yom Tov? You're collecting the wood. That should be a problem of me'amir. So Tosfot gives us a klal in me'amir, that me'amir is only a sur in the place where the item grows. Uh, which means, you know, you have the fruit by the tree, so to gather them there, that's already Yisud Ma'amir. But now the wood's not by the field, the wood is in the Karpif. It doesn't grow in the Karpif. So there's no Yisud Ma'amir outside of Makom Gedilatan. Therefore you have no problem in collecting that type of wood on Yom Tov. As someone has said that this uh, Daran says that this Ma'amir is only Yisud Rabbanan, and Kumishum Sumhat Yom Tov, they waived it. So that's a different approach. How to get around the sort of and so they were material. Okay. Okay. Whole question if our Mishnah is going like Rabbi Shimon as well. Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold the mukseh. So the Pnei Yoshua wants to say that this Mishnah can even be going like Rabbi Shimon, because when the wood, let's say, is in the field, scattered, 
that is like similar to the case of the tzimukim or the food that you put on the roof. Where even Rabbi Shimon says, like you do dohebi yadaim, it's like you, it's not in your mind. When you have it in the field scattered, that's already very mukseh, we'll call it, and therefore it's out of your uh, out of your mind. For sure, it's going like the Yehuda the Mishnah. Obviously, the holds of the laws of the rules of mukseh. Now the Mishnah asks the question. Uh, incidentally, that uh, she does point out that when we say it's in the field, uh, collected, gathered, you have to say it's within the home of Yom Tov, home of Shabbat. Otherwise, you'd not be able to uh, access it. Okay. Ezu karpef. What is considered an enclosed area? So the Mishnah answers kol shesamuch la'ir. So which means it has to be close to the city that she says mamash. It means, again, that, 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 that would make it on, in your mind. If it's an enclosed area, it's close to the city. It's accessible. So long as you're able to enter it with a key, even if it's away from the city, as long as it's within the Tom Shabbat. It sounds like it'll be Yosef saying, any enclosed area, that you need a key to get into, before Tahat, so that's already considered a Karpah, I don't care where it is. This is going to be Mamash close to the city. Just a shot. once already have a key, so it's Mishtamir. It's a protected area, I got my wood in there, so I'm designating that spot, so therefore I don't have to have a Mamash next to the city. The Gemara will explain uh, in detail the Mahlok between the Yehuda and the Yosef. And now we start the Gemara. Amar of Yehuda Amar Shemuel, En mevi'in etzim, Oh, we have a uh, statement over here that is clearly against our Mishnah. This statement says you can only bring wood from a karpef, and in the karpef the wood's got to be collected. You need two things. You need a karpef plus gathered. Kabbalah says, what do you mean? We learned that once the wood is in the karpef, it can even be scattered. It's a direct hit against our Mishnah. So the Gebra says, Matnitim yahidahi. Our Mishnah is da'at yahid. Our Mishnah is not the consensus opinion. Our Mishnah is actually following the Rabbi Shimon ben El Hazar. That's a da'at yahid. How do we know? Detanya, we have a bright. Amar Rabbi Shimon ben El Hazar. Lo ni'liku bet shamayu bet telel. Everybody agrees. Scattered in the fields, mukseh can't bring them. And everybody agrees. Gathered in the karpef, no problem. So what's the On the scattered in the karpef, and on the gathered in the fields. So Bet Shabbai Omim lo yevi. Bet Shabbai says still mukseh. Don't bring them. Bet Shabbai yevi. And Bet Shabbai says it's okay. So you see our Mishnah obviously is following Bet Hillel. Because it allows you. Mechud nasim basadeh and mefuzzarim bakarpef. But that's only the way the Bishim Omim al-Azhar learned. According to Bet Hillel. So therefore our Mishnah is not the consensus. That's the way the Bishim Omim al-Azhar learned. But uh, that's not Jamid. But the consensus opinion really is that even in the karpef, it's got to be gathered. You need tartelitivuta. You need two uh, positives. Okay, so that's how the Mishnah or the Gemara answers that stira. 
Gefanim is like uh, grape leaves. Afalgab de mechanfelehu, even though you gathered them, umutbe, and they're resting, kevan de imidle zika, if the wind would blow, mebaderlehu, it would scatter them, kimfuzarim damu vaasurim. That's bechadush. Is even something that's gathered, if it's easy for the wind to blow it, so therefore it's like scattered. And therefore, the guy's mind is not on it. Even though I say, what do you mean? It's, it's got it in the area, it's, 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 it's fenced in, it's got the bechunas. Yeah, but he knows it's a light object. He knows it's very susceptible to wind. And therefore it can blow away. So this might say, well, I'm not going to use these items on Yom Tov. By the time Yom Tov comes, it's not going to be there. The wind's going to blow them away. So it's Wukseh. Unless you put a vessel on them from before Yom Tov, which is you put a weight on them before Yom Tov to weigh them down so the wind can't blow them away, so then already it'll be mutar. Uh, okay, so that's uh, that she says, to weigh on them. Shapir Now we get to the Explanation of the Mishnah, the Mahloket between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yoseh. Let's just review the language of the Mishnah. So what is a Karpif? So Rabbi Yehuda said, anything that is Samukh uh, La'ir. Kol she Samukh La'ir. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yoseh came along and said, no. Kol she Nikhnasim lo bepotachat. Anything that you enter it with a key, even if it's Far away, as long as within the Tchum Shabbat, even if it's at the end of the city. What is being said here? How do we define this Mahloket in the Mishnah? Maybe when Rabbi Yehuda said, it goes without saying, it's for granted that it has a, a, a lock, it's a key. Because Stam Karfef has a key. So therefore the Buddha didn't have to tell you the obvious. He's telling you, Vadai, first of all, Samukh Lair, but for granted, the Itle Potat. So you need Tartel Tivuta, according to the Buddha, according to this understanding. You need Samukh Lair, plus you need Potat, which has a lock. That the Buddha and to that the Buddha comes and says, Kevan the Itle Potat, Afilu Betoch Te Om Shabbat, Nameh. He'll say, no, no, no. when you have a lock, it's enclosed with a, with a gate, with a lock, even chutzlat aid is okay. Which means, but if it's close to the city, you don't need a potahat. It's close to the guy's mind is on it. He's right next to his house. He's going to go get the wood. So therefore the Biyose is going to tell you, you only need one of the two conditions. Either a potahat far away, or no potahat samukh Whereas the Buddha says, no, 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 you need two for two. You need potahat, samukh la'ir. That's one way of learning the mahluk. Yeah? O 
עוד דילמה, או maybe I can say differently. הכי כאמר, כל שסמוך לעיר. Let's be uh, precise. רבי יוסדה said, כל שסמוך, did he mention anything about פותחת? He said, כל. Any carpet that's close to the city. So I'd say, בן דאיתא פותחת, בן דלתא פותחת. רבי יהודה didn't say anything about a פותחת. He just says, close to the city, his main item is close. Location. Location, exactly. As long as you're close to the city, Harukeh's got a lot, there's got a lot, your daughter's on. Ba'atarabi Yosilem Emar, Afilu betoch te'um Shabbat, Vedavka de'it lepotachat. Aval, let lepotachat, Afilu samuk la'id namelo. And the Biosik comes and says, no, my item is potahat. You go with close, I go with potahat. And therefore, if you got a potahat, I don't care if you've been far. That doesn't bother me. But if you don't have a potahat, even close is a problem. So according to this version, it's just the Biyudah's item is samuch. Ben she'esh no potahat, ben she'en no potahat. And Rabbi Yosef's item is what? Potahat. And therefore, even if it's Samukh, if there's no Potahat according to Rabbi Yosef, he's Ma'amir. He'll be Ma'amir against Rabbi Yosef. So those are the two ways of learning. So the Gemara says, Tashema, Midiketani Rabbi Yosef Omer. The fact that it says in the Mishnah, that Rabbi Yosef says, any type of karpif that you got to enter it with a key. Va'afidu betoch tehum Shabbat. He says even betoch tehum, which means not only close, even far. Shma'minar biyose tarte lekulaka amar shma'minah. Saying the biyose is really saying tarte lekula is going two things lekil. Which means it's actually not even one of the two options uh, that we uh, that we gave. Maybe we'll see why. He's going tatilikula, which means if you have a potahat, even chutzlair, because that's what he said. What do you throw in the tchum shabbat item for? Eli is coming to tell you if you have a potahat, you the biuda, you're saying potahat. What? Got to be your closest. I don't know. Potahat can even be far from this. That's one kula. That with a potahat, it gives you even distance. But if you're close to the city, you don't even need a potahat. So therefore, from the fact that the B Yosef threw in the words, Afilu, Petom Shabbat, he's coming to say more. I, I, a potahat, that even gives you outside the uh, Samuch area. You can even go to the Tom Shabbat. But in the, in the Samuch area, Smash, you don't even need a Potahat. Now let's see that she to see exactly what the Biyuda would hold according to this version. So let's read that she. Tati lekulat kamar. Kilomar. Kilomar. Mid Rabbi Yosei Nishma. When Rabbi Yosei will understand. Le Rabbi Yuda. You see, from Rabbi Yosei's statement, I can understand what Rabbi Yuda was saying. Because Rabbi Yosei is reacting to what Rabbi Yuda said. Right? So I can work backwards. Let's, let's read the B.U. say, and then I know what the B.U. does. That's why. The love tarvayu ba'e. That the B.U. also is not going to tell you you need both items. Why? 
The Rabbi Yosef betar te'akil. And Rabbi Yosef himself is being lenient with two. The makshir besamuch belo potahat. U bepotahat belo samuch. Like we said, close to the city, no potahat. Far from the city, dafka bepotahat. But what? You have two korot over here. Samuch is mutar. And also, not samuch is mutar. Right? You have two heterim over here. And depending if you have a potahat or not, when you're far away. The Shama'in and the Rabbi Yehuda, the Kama, because the reaction is like this. Rabbi Yehuda said, Kol Shesamuch La'ir. And how are we going to learn Rabbi Yehuda? Ben De'it Le'potachat, Ben De'let Le'potachat. Right? We're going to learn like that. Did Rabbi Yehuda mention the Le'potachat? No, he just said, Kol Shesamuch La'ir. As long as you're close to the city, you're okay. So Rabbi Yehuda must hold that you don't even need a potahat. The Amma let Rabbi Yehuda Kol Shesh Le'potachat. He said, oh, you should know. If you got a potahat, because if you're going to tell me that Rabbi Yosef's main item is potahat, and that what? That you even need it if it's close. Exactly, and that makes sense what he said at the end of his statement. I feel the talk to Dr. Shabbat. Right, what do you say with the Rifah? If you hold that Potahat is Dafka when it's close, so at the end of his statement doesn't make sense. So you have to say that the Biyose holds, Potahat even works. Right, She's from Rabbi Yosef's beginning statement. He says, Now if you just stop there, it's Masra. You, you need a gate, you need a key. Whether it's close, whether it's far. From the end of the comes and tells me what? No, 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 no. He's coming to tell you that the gate, that's the Hadush in Lahok. Mashaikin in Samuch, you wouldn't even need the key. Very good. That we understand the Yosef very clear. Now, for the Biuda, the Loba Etarti. Now, the Biuda, we're going to say, does not need both. I mean, he doesn't need Potahat and Samuch. I can deduce that from Rabbi Yosef. Also, how? Rabbi Yosef starts. Any case where it has a key, now, what do you mean? If Rabbi Yudah was talking about a case where you have a key, what do you have to start? Of course, yes, no potahat. Which means, if Rabbi Yudah was talking about potahat, where there's a key, so Rabbi Yudah just could have said, oh, in your case, I don't even, I feel a little bit of Shabbat. And it must be Rabbi Yudah was talking about even where there's not a key. Right? That's why the Bios had to introduce. No, no. Koshi yesh lo potahat. No, I was talking about Koshi yesh No, no. You were talking about even lo potahat. Which is according to the Biyuda. If it's close to the city, you need nothing. It's enough to have a, uh, you know, just a samuch. Ah, but the Bi, uh, uh, Yoseh is going to come along and say, now, close to the city, uh, I agree with you. Close to the city, you don't need a uh, potah. But you know, if you have a potah, you can even go 
far away from the city. So let's review the question, and now let's see the uh, the answer of the Gemara. The question of the Gemara was, how do you understand the mahalok between the Yehuda and the Yosef? What are the options? The options are that the first option is that the Yehuda is very mahmir. The Yehuda is telling you, you need everything. You need it to be close, and you need a potahat. If you don't have both of those items, it's not a katpet, mukset. Okay? Well, obviously, in the answer, we're changing before the go of that. But that, in the answer, the Gebarah says, no, no. When you're close to the city, you don't need a potahat. So that first uh, uh, safik, obviously, is not the uh, explanation. Second version, second version is that the Viyudah's main item is what? Samuch. That, that, that's his item. Which is, he didn't mention the word potahat in the Mishnah. It's be'a samuch. Which means so long as you're samuch, you're okay. And if you're not samuch, even if you have a potahat, it's a problem. According to our answer, we're not saying that either. In the answer, we're saying the Be'udah will hold that in the Khanami, if it's eno uh, samuch, uh, and it has a key, well, it's really no good. You're right, it's no good. That's a Biyoseh. That's a Biyoseh. So therefore, really the Biyuda, according to the answer of the Gebara, is saying, No keys. Keys are not a factor. It's got to be Samuk. So it's really like the second uh, option, Beitang is Samuk, and the Biyoseh is coming along and saying, I don't know. I argue about both things, by the way. If it's Samuk, first of all, I agree with that case. Samuk, you don't need uh, keys. But if it's got a key, I even take it further. Right, second verse. I even tell you what, that yeah, you could have it, Tom uh, Shabbat, which I'll let you go first. But Rabbi Yosef is really taking it, Nikula. As opposed to thinking that Rabbi Yosef was only saying uh, the main item is keys. Now, according to Rabbi Yosef, the main item is not keys. Keys will allow you to go further. But if you're Samuch, you don't even uh, need it. Kis Erran to Rabbi Yosef. You're coming along to Rabbi and saying, Samuch. It's next to the uh, city, right? Sabuch la'ir, ben sheeshto, ben sheeno. You didn't discuss potahat. To that, Rabbi Yosei Kazlogit said, Sabuch la'dai. I'm not arguing on that. I'm telling you, but if you add the key factor to it, I'll even take you out to the home Shabbat. Rab Salah Amar Virmiyah, lachak Rabbi Yosei, lachin. Okay, lachak for Rabbi Yosei, lachin, which means... That if you have a potahat, even far away, and if you don't have a potahat, samuch uh, is enough. Which means, again, we're just trying to figure out the mukseh factor over here. The logic of it says once you have a lock or a gate, and you have wood in that gated area, what does that mean? You put it there, you designate it, it's there, and it's in the area before Shabbat. I don't give it far away. But the point, boy, once it's in the locked area, so it's yours. It's mine, you're mine, it's not going to be mukseh. If it's close to the city, also your mind's on it. It's accessible. So therefore I don't even need a potahat. Okay, comes the next Mishnah. This is referring to uh, chopping wood on Yom Tov. Again, you're chopping it obviously for uh, fuel purposes. You're not allowed to chop from the beams. The guy's a beam from his house. It's not, obviously it's not a beam in his house yet, but it's a beam. It's designated for a beam. So the Chaurah, the understanding of the Mishnah, Pashut is, 
This is a mukse issue. Mm. The beam is designated not for fuel. It's designated for construction. Or for that matter, let's say the beam broke on Yom Tov. It doesn't matter. Since it went into Yom Tov as a beam, now you're right. Now it's not functional anymore for a beam. So you say, right, I'll use it for wood now. It doesn't matter. Since it went into Shabbat to Yom Tov, mukse. Look how that retains the status of mukse. That's the simple understanding. Mm-hmm. And even when we allow you to chop wood on Yom Tov, which means, let's say, it's designated for Asaka, Lo bekardom, we don't let you use an axe. Velo megira, that's a saw. Velo magal, not with a sickle. Ela bekofits, only with a cleaver, a meat cleaver. Now, the simple explanation of the Mishnah is, all these other uh, vessels, an axe, and a saw, and a sickle, this is usually used by ma'asi uman. This is used by experts uh, to cut things. It's artisans. And therefore, when you use this item, it's dometu ma'aseh uman, or ma'aseh hol, that the way the artisans use. So we want you to use like a, a, not the normal vessel. Normally, you don't take a meat cleaver and cut wood. That's not the normal way. It's on Yom Tov. Even the cutting of the wood, we want you to do it in a, uh, in a different fashion. Let's just read that she, that she just gives us a little picture of what these vessels are. Lobe kardom. So we said kardom is an axe. Setam kardom asuikim in kili umanut. That's a artisan or craftsman's uh, vessel. She'osin bo uchfot. Uchfot is like the saddles. Yes, they would cut the, use the, uh, this axe over here to fashion saddles, the leather, leather saddles, the sargot, other types of, uh, uh, vessels. Shekurim, he gives you a name. Others make the, uh, the axe like a certain thing called birgia. The Gemara's going to say there's two different versions of, uh, axes. There's one that has just one blade, one uh, wide blade, and then there's another type of axe that has two sides. One side has a wide blade, and one side has a narrow blade. So that she's just giving you both options in this perusha, we will see the Gemara exactly enough coming out between the different type of uh, blades of the axe. Velobe Megeda, Shiga, Ken Sakin, Meda Pigimot. It's like a knife that has ridges, and we call that a saw. It just cuts through the etzim very quickly. That's considered a craftsman's tool. Magal, we call magal a sickle. Which means, when you're cutting the wood, now, because when you're cutting the wood, you're cutting the wood. But when you pick up the vessel, people don't know what you're doing. It looks like you want to make a saddle. It looks like you want to do some type of uh, you know, craftsmanship. Wood you can cut on your tov. You, you, you can use it for the fire. The problem is using the vessel gives the wrong message. See that she clearly says, It looks like you're going to do artisan work. That's a meat cleaver. That's a meat cleaver. It's like our, that she says, modern day axe. Now some on the meat cleaver have two heads also. 
והשני דומה קצת לקדומה וחפים כדי שמינה מיני בגמרא ומי הוסתמה לאו למכת אומנו one side of the meat cleaver according to one version of the gemara we're going to see is actually wide which would be used for maase uman but the other side is narrow so therefore we're going to see exactly can you use both sides of the meat cleaver could you only use the uh, narrow side so that will be already sorry, so we learned from Rashi already with tipped off from the Mishnah there's two type of axes there's the one axe which has the one wide side to it but then you have an axe that has the wide side and the narrow side and there's two type of cleavers you got the regular standard cleaver it just has a narrow side to it and then you have a, um, a type of cleaver that would be like the axe that has two sides to it. I don't see the Gemara exactly which sides could you use, which items are mutar, and which items are asu. Comes the Gemara and says, We have a contradiction in this Mishnah. You told me in the beginning of the Mishnah, Right? You can't chop wood on Yom Tov. So that she says that at the point when the Mishnah says you can't chop wood on Yom Tov, we're assuming that it's not a Muqseh issue. It seems that the inyan of chopping wood is a inyan of Tidha. No, we don't want you to, uh, to, to chop the wood before Yom Tov. Now you're, not, you're going to spend your Yom Tov chopping wood. So that she says, Savrua the Tamad Madin Nabishu Muqseh. At the onset, we're thinking it's not a Muqseh issue. Tana Beresha, Emma Vakim, it seems, Ela Mishum Milaka, Vitra. Vaki Kamar, Emma Vakim, it seems. Which means, even if, let's say, the wood was uh, already, you know, broken already from before Yom Tov, and it's standing for his sake, right? Where well, there's not a Mukseh issue in this case over here, because it broke already from before Yom Tov, and still we don't want you to do it, why? Because of Tirha, and certainly, you have to learn the Mishnah, and certainly not from a Korah, Standing. That was standing for a beam. So the Mishnah is using a style of Zuv and Lomar Zu. But if I'm telling you, you can't even use the Quran that was prepared, certainly you can't use the Quran that was not prepared. And what's the reason of the Mishnah? Tirha. Good? Mm-hmm. Again, the Mishnah gives two cases. The Mishnah gives a case where a beam broke before Yom Tov. And the Mishnah gives a case of a beam that was a, a beam that did not break before Yom Tov. So that she's learning, if you learn the cases Tirha, that's the reason why it's Yisud in the Mishnah. So you read the Mishnah like this. Even if the, the, the wood was prepared for his sake. That means it broke, the beam broke before Yom Tov. So a broken beam, what is it standing for? Fire. Fire. Is it Mukseh? No. And still the Mishnah is saying, Called Lomar. On a regular beam that is standing to be a beam. That's what I, uh, so I'm going to tell you that case. What I'm telling you, the, 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 the Hadush case, the obvious case is. Obvious. obvious. Good. So that's the way that she's learning. The Gemara is learning in the inception. It's not a Mukseh issue, it's a Tirha issue. Also, oh, the Gemara says. What's the matter? It says Bayotov, doesn't say out of order. No, so, 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 so look at that sheet, look at that sheet, look at that sheet. Vahi Kaamar. Emi Bakiim etsim lomina krotishparim me erev yom tov. Read the Mishnah like that. That you cannot cut wood from wood that broke me erev yom tov. Because it's not a book say issue over here. 
The Mishnah has tried to point that it's not Muksa, it's a Tircha issue. The Eid Sarik Lomar, Adra, Yotov, Evadai, they would take out the Tircha issue. That's the way the Gemara is assuming. Vizu En Sarik Lomar Zuketan. It's working with that style, right? So comes the Gemara and says, and then you tell me at the end, yeah, but with a Kofits, it's okay. What do you mean? You just told me at the beginning, Emivakim, it's in cloud, Tircha. What do I give you as a kofitz? What, the kofitz is not tercha? You still got to take the kofitz and uh, break the wood. So make up your mind. If it's tercha, im evakeim etzim, klal. If it's not a tercha issue, okay, so then what's the pshat in the mishnah? Why can't you cut wood then? Which means, if it's not a tercha issue, then the wood that broke before Yom Tov, what's the problem of it? So comes the Gemara and says, Amar Shemuel, I'm sorry, Amar Bidabar Shemuel, Chasurim Mehsera, the Mishnah is missing some words. Ba'achi ketani. En v'bakeim etzim. Lo menasuar shel korot. Suar shel korot would be, let's say, I guess, uh, what, a pile of, or stack of beams that's lying on the ground. Why can't you cut the wood? That's what Because it's all made for binyan. Ve'lo menakurat shenish berabi yom tov. Nor can you cut from the wood from a beam that broke on Yom Tov. Why? Mukseh. The su'ar, the stack of wood that's stacked up already for what? Construction. Okay, cut those woods. Not because of terha. Because they're mukseh. For that matter, a beam that went into Yom Tov as a beam and broke on Yom Tov, it's also mukseh. However, Yom Tov. Ah. But if it broke me'ediv yom tov, so it's prepared for fuel, no problem. Why? It's not mukseh. You got rid of the mukseh factor. Ah, But even when you got rid of the mukseh, and the bakein lo be kardom ve lo be magad ve lo be magira ela be kofit. So even when you have a ter, you got rid of the mukseh. I don't want to use an artisan's keli where it looks like you're doing something else. And therefore, I only had allowed to lose the kofit. So really, the, per, the reason the Mishnah is mukseh. And therefore, read the Mishnah. You can't cut wood from where? From the su'ar. Su'ar would be the stack. stack. Or from wood that is from a korah. Why? Because these items are going into Yom Tov mukseh. Aval, from wood that was broken. Me'erev Yom Tov, no problem. No mukseh, went into Yom Tov, designated for fuel. Ah, and even so, still I don't want you to use certain keli. Why? Because those kelim are considered kli umanut, and therefore it's to look like you're doing it for something else, and you can only use a kofitz. Tanya na mehachim, we have a brighter to support this understanding. Ain we bakeim etzim, lo mena su'ar shel korot, velo mena korat shel nishbera b'yom tov, lefi she'eno mena mukhan. Clearly the Mishnah, the brightest time. You know what the reason why you can't use stacked wood? It's not, it's mukseh. Nothing to do with terha. Now, velo kardom. Now let's, let's discuss these, uh, these equipment, these utensils. Amar avchanena bar shelamiyah mishemederav lo shanu eda binakbut shelo. The axe has a wide blade and a narrow blade. The wide blade is called the nikeba, and the narrow blade is called the zakhar. So it seems that the craftsman would use the wide blade. 
So the Gemara says, when we talk about you can't use the axe, lo shanu ela benagbut shelo. That's only on the wide blade. Aval bezachrut shelo mutar. Because that, uh, you know, the Umanim don't use that side for their, uh, you know, for their uh, creations. So the Gemara says, Peshita. Of course, Bekofitz tenan. Didn't you say you can use a cleaver? And a cleaver only has a narrow blade. So therefore, narrow blades are mutar. So if the narrow blades are the kofit, so the narrow blades are an axe, or the kordom. It's pasut. There's a big difference here, by the way. Ma'u midi kofits I'll tell you, because the kofit only has one blade. And therefore, it doesn't look like you don't get anything. Well, one blade you don't use for artisan work. Aval kardom ve kofits. But when you have a kardom that's, you know, slash kardom kofits, it's got a wide blade and has a narrow blade, Emma, I might argue, migu de aigisa asur, aigisa na me asur. I can tell you, listen, once the wide side is asur, so I'll, uh, I'll say the, uh, the narrow side. Kamash, but it's okay. So therefore, it was Hadush that he's telling us. He's telling you, by the way, you can use an axe. So long as you use the right side of the axe, use the narrow side of the axe, it's okay. So come on, what do you mean, narrow side? Of course you use the narrow side. Is that a kofit? No, it's not a kofit. A kofit only has a narrow side. The um, uh, kardom, it's got two sides. So you could argue and say, listen, once already one side is as I want you picking the item up. Because you could argue, how does the guy know you're using the, the, the wide or the narrow side? Maybe it looks like you're going to use the uh, the wide side. Therefore, it looks like you use that. Kamash Malat, if you use the right side of it, meaning the narrow side, the narrow blade, you're okay. But that's one version. I got to be clear. According to this version, Kofitz has one blade. Uh, kardom has two. We have another version now that changes the items. Some have this statement of Rav Hanina on the Sefa. Right? The Mishnah said you can only cut the wood with a cleaver, a meat cleaver. The cleaver had two sides. And therefore, if Harina is coming to, hey, on the meat cleaver, you can only use the uh, narrow side, the zakruchebo. But you can't use the nakbut, uh, you can't use the wide side. So, we know that, you can't use a kardom. A kardom, according to this version, has one side. It's one side with a wide blade. So, we know wide blades are asur. So, you have to come and tell me, I should know, on the kofits, uh, the wide blade is asur. I was like, look, that's velope uh, kardom. You know why uh, the wide side of a kardom is a sur? Because that's all it is. It's one blade that therefore it's a sur. However, aval kofits ve kardom. When you got a kofits that's one side kofits, one side kardom, one side wide, one side narrow. Maybe I'll say <laughs> once already on the kofits, the narrow side is mutar. Okay, you can use the other side also. I can put a migos. Bottom line, you're using a kofitz. So I could argue that uh, once already, I'm not going to start saying, well, after skelis are soon, after skelis are soon. Once already, you have a heter on the keli. So therefore, maybe I'll tell you, you can use the whole keli. Kamash ma'alan. That you can't. So that's the hidush. Which means, which means like this. When I'm using a cleaver, a cleaver is not used for artisan work. A cleaver is used for what? Cutting meat. 
Now, since it's not used for artisan work, so what else am I using it for? If I'm not cutting meat, I'm using it to cut wood. Mm. So I might argue, it doesn't matter what side you use it. Because again, what's the reason why the wide side is asur? Because the wide side is artisan work. That's the item that you use for melaka. So I could argue and say, listen, uh, what, what am I concerned about using a wide side? When it comes to a kardom, where the kardom is used for artisan work, asur. Mm-hmm. But I could argue and tell you on the kofits, since already you're allowed to use the narrow side, maybe you could even use the wide side. Why? Because when a guy's using a kofits, so it's mukhata using it what? To chop wood. And therefore, maybe I can use either side. No. Even on the kofits, you only could use the side that's narrow, but not the side. That's what he said. You could use the kofits, only the zakhrut, but not the nagbuk. I could have thought, it's the kofits. It's mukhata using it for wood, use all sides. No. So that there's a big difference in the two versions. What type of vessels we're talking about? According to the first version, your uh, axe, your kardom, had two plates, yeah. and your kofits had one plate. According to the second version, your uh, kofits had two blades, and your, uh, your kardom had one blade. Mm-hmm. Comes the next Mishnah. Buy it. Shumale perot. You have a room. The room is filled with fruit. Now, the room is locked, it's walls, you can't get into the room. The only way you can get into the room is, you got to break the wall. Obviously, you can't break a wall on Yom Tov. That's uh, stirat oil. So, technically, there's no access to these fruit. You can't get in, that's the case. There's, there's, a, there's a brick, 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 brick wall around the, uh, around the fruit. So, the Mishnah says, Bayechumare perot. If the wall, let's say, came down by itself, the wall was breached by itself, says, go in and take out the fruit from the, uh, from the breach. Rabbi Meir says, go in there, breach the wall, and take out fruit. Now this has to be understood. Two things need to be understood. Number one, what she taught to be me? Could you breach a wall on Yom Tov? It was still that oil. It's so there. How could you breach a wall on Yom Tov? They can try it on no less. They get the fruit. Secondly, even according to Tanakama, am I allowed to breach? No. Was I able to access this fruit, Benashim Ashot, going into Yom Tov? No. Something that goes into Yom Tov Mukseh, I don't care if it became breached by itself. Again, was this fruit accessible going into Yom Tov? No. The only way to get the fruit would be you have to do Isur. And therefore, since it went into Yom Tov, Mukseh, what do I care if it got breached on Yom Tov? It should remain Mukseh. How could Tanakama say, oh, it breached on Yom Tov? Go, go into the hole and take out as much fruit as you want. So two shitot need to be understood over here. That the Gemara says, Amai, what are you talking about? How is it possible? Meaning to be in the ear, you're telling me it's mutalik and ta'ilat to go knock down the wall. Ve'aka satar ahala. You soter the wall. So the Gemara says, Amar of Nehume, but Adam al Shemuel, Be'avirad delibne. We're talking about over here a pile of bricks without cement. 
which means it's not a cement wall. All you have of is stacked uh, bricks that are creating a wall. So stira de oraita, you don't have. You're not knocking down a brick with cement. Ella, what do you want to tell me? At worst, this type of stira is the rabbanan. Oh, so stira the rabbanan in order to have some hot yom tov in order to get the the fruit. So the bimi will tell you take it down. Oh, Hakamim will tell you, no, 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 you can't take, I'm not waving stida. That's not already close to Ochenefish. I'll let you do things that are Ochenefish direct, but this is not Ochenefish. This is like maybe a Maxidi. This is like you're taking this stuff from Akka down the wall to get to the fruit. Oh, but wait. Paraman should be Mukseh. Yes. So that she in the Mishnah answers this question with a very big Hadish. Look at that she in the Mishnah. Notel me makoma pehat. Since you can't get it, uh, you can't break the wall on Yom Tov. My mind is off it. Since it's talking about a case where the way to knock down the wall is not Yisur de Oraita, the Mukmina the Ba'avira de Lidnak, the Gemara says talking about a stack of bricks. Love Mukseninu. She's saying a hadush. Anything that goes into Bena Shemashot, Isur de Rabbanan, you don't say Mukseh. Which you want, the whole Isur to get to this food is what? Isur de Rabbanan. Correct? What's the Isur over here? I gotta break down the wall. What type of break down the wall is Isur de Rabbanan? It is Isur de Rabbanan. It's not going to make something Muqsim Ahmad Yisub bin Hashem Ashur. The cloud. Cloud that she's giving you, like uh, Tevil. To, 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 to fix the Tevil is only Yisub Rabbanan. Okay? So it goes into to, to the guy who fixed it. So since already the only Yisub was Rabbanan, we're not going to say it was Muqsim bin Hashem Ashur. Which means, uh, because, and Tosfot speaks it out clearly in Shittat Rashi. Tosfot argues on that. She's pretty has a lot of questions on that. But look at Tosfot just to see it again in, in, inside. Vinifat. Nifhatmeelafimtomarmainotelmakomapehatmuksebenshimashotasulfatobiumtov.banan on a mukseh, that's only mukseh because of a rabbinical uh, concern. So that's cloud galol in the she again to fort argues on this. So, but according to the she, you have to understand the Gemara's answer. Avirad the Libne is answering both rabbis. The Gemara's answer, Avirad the Libne explains why. Rabbi Meir allows you to knock down the wall like a tahila. And why did a banan tell you there's no migudit katsai? And if the wall came down by itself, it'll be permissible. Right? That's Shittat Rashi. Comes again and says, Ini, what are you talking about? How you tell me we're talking about bricks over that were piled up? And because of that, you tell me that you have no problem, meaning Rabbi Meir is going to tell you like a tahila. We have a statement of Nachman. Hani libne these bricks, the aitud mebinyana. They're leftover bricks from construction. A guy had construction. He had all these bricks. These are leftovers. Shari letaltolinu beshabeta. They're non-mukse on Shabbat. Why? What do you mean they're for bricks? 
the building, no. Since you can use them to sit on them or to lie on them. So they have a permissible function. Which means, I guess, once you finish construction, they're not sitting for construction anymore. What's their purpose? Their purpose is the Mizgalayu. I can use them to, to sit on them. Sharginu. Sharginu, that she says, is let's say you stack them up. So once you stack them up, after you finish construction, what are you showing? I still want them for, for future construction. Therefore, Vadai Aksinu. For sure they become Mukse. So what the Gemara is asking over here, uh, bottom line, According to our Mishnah, it's also be mukseh. She's bottom. Forget about tummy stira. Bottom line here, you have a problem with the mukseh. I don't let you move these uh, bricks. Mm-hmm. Well, once you stack them up, this mukseh you can't. Uh, I want to sit on them. Oh, sorry, I want to do something. Uh, sorry. So now you tell me on Yom Tov to be meter says what? I got these bricks over there all stacked up in a wall. You know what? Break the wall down. Go get your fruit. Hey, it's mukseh. Bottom line, once they stack them, watch about we don't let you do that. So therefore, how can you tell me on Yom Tov now and let you do this? So the Gemara says, that's because it's Yom Tov. That's exactly the difference. As the Gemara says, Amari Bizab Yom Tov Amru, Avalo Bishabbat. On Yom Tov, you have an Ochil Nefesh issue over here. And therefore, I'm going to waive the Isur of Mukseh here as well. Why? In order you can go in there and get the uh, fruit. On Shabbat, I don't know, the Ochil Nefesh on Shabbat Mutat. Therefore, in the Shabbat is going to be Asur. Look at that. She Amari Bizab Yom Tov. Exactly. I'm not just going to wave Mukseh so you go sit on something. But it's Samaat Yom Tov, I'll let you go do it. Good. Tanya and Amiyakim, we have a bright to support this. Rabbi Meir Omer, Af pochet techet techila venotel beyom tov amru avalo beshabbat. Okay, it's clearly, this heter of Rabbi Meir is a yom tov item, it's not a Shabbat item. Amar Shemuel, new case. Chotamot shebekarka. What's chotamot? Chotamot are like ropes. Knots. You have a karka, ground. So you have a manhole cover like in the ground, covering either a cistern of water or something like that. So what would they do? They would take the covers, they don't want to fall off. So they would tie it in order, they make knots to tie it, chotamot, so now the cover is on the ground. Now in Yom Tov, let's say, or Shabbat, we'll see, I want to get water. So I want to untie the knots, I want to cut the knots, I want to break the knots. What's permissible? How do I access the water? Under these covers that are knotted with these ropes. So it says, matir. I can unknot. Now, even though unknotting is asur, but that's only on a permanent knot. Since these knots over here are made to open and close, I gotta get the water, right? So therefore, I consider a permanent knot. So matir. Go to the well or whatever it is and just untie the knot and get the water. Avalo mafkiya velo chotech. You can't unravel it. It's a form of breaking the knot, breaking the ropes. Or, chotech. Certainly you can't take, let's say, a knife and just break the entire uh, rope itself. That she says, This is considered stira, destruction. And since it's attached to the ground, 
is considered stira bekarka. Even if you don't subscribe to stira bekelim and binyan bekelim, by vessel, it's not considered a vessel. Since it's attached to the ground, it's considered, it's like, it's like a house. It's like you're destroying a house. Even though this is a, a, a rope. But since the rope is attached to the cover, and the cover is attached to the ground, that's considered like you're destroying the house. It's karka, therefore it's stira. Untie, you're not destroying anything. You untie, you tie it back. To unravel it or to, to cut it, you destroyed something that's attached to the ground, that's going to be asu. Now, Shibikilim, Matir, Umafkiya, Vehotech. But by Kilim, do whatever you want. Because Kilim, we have a rule. En Binyan, the En Stira, Bikilim. And therefore, let's say it's above ground. You have a cistern above ground, whatever it is, a vessel that has a cover on it, and it's got a knot, uh, knotted uh, uh, rope. You have three options. You want to unknot it, a dive mutar. You want to unravel it, mutar. You want to cut it and break it, mutar. I stira, it's an Achilles. It's not attached to the ground. Good. Now, ehad Shabbat vehad Yom Tov. You should know these laws apply across the board. Whether it's Shabbat or whether it's Yom Tov. There is no difference. Okay, who's making this statement over here? This is Shemuel's statement. Right? We have a question. Chotamot shebekarka b'shabbat matir avalo mafkia velo chotech b'yom tov matir u'mafkia vechotech. I got a brayta on yom tov. Do whatever you want. Not only untie them, you could unravel, you could cut them. Hey Shemuel, you said on yom tov you got to be machmir. I got a brayta over that's being mekel. Of course, who's the author of the Brayta? Rabbi Meiri. De'amar af po'et katahilah avinotel. What did we learn in the Mishnah? Wasn't Rabbi Meiri the rabbi that said you could even knock down a wall of katahilah in order to get to the fruit? So therefore, he's also the rabbi that will tell you in this Brayta that you can break the the rope. Because again, this is only Yisudra Banan. We'll say this type of stidah is only Yisudra Banan. Uh, you have to say that's only Sudra Banan, actually. Anyway, that's... Uh... Right? And, there, and, and therefore, since it's Sudra Banan, for Subhat Yom Tov, Mutar, didn't he allow you to breach the wall? Mm-hmm. Oh, and that what Shemuel said? That it's Asur? He's going like the rabbis. What did the rabbis say in the Mishnah? You're not allowed to do it. And therefore, Shemuel has what to rely on, and the Prite has what to rely on. Let's review very quickly. Shemuel made a statement. On Yom Tov, I saw to break, to cut uh, the uh, the ropes. Mm. Hey, I got a brighter Shemuel against you. Brighter Sancho on Yom Tov, you can break the ropes. The brighter is Rabbi Meir. Then we have a Tanaik statement in the Mishnah that says you could even do Isudra Banan for Sarat Yom Tov. So let you break the ropes on Yom Tov. I wish Shemuel going like Rabbi Banan. Didn't the rabbi say you cannot break the uh, the wall? Very good. So the Kabbalah says, hold it, doesn't work out. What? The rabbis don't argue by Chotamot Shebekarka. We're going to show you a bright that clearly says the rabbis on Yom Tov allow you to break the ropes. So Shemuel, who are you relying on? Even the rabbis that were mahmir by the wall in the Mishnah are mekel by the ropes. 
that we have to stop. What's the difference? What's the difference? So the slach asks this question. It's not the women, rabbis. You and Mishnah, you didn't like you knock down the wall of the Why? Because it's under the banan. We don't, we don't, we don't uh, let you knock down. That's not an orchid nefesh item per se. Okay, put the ropes on Yom Tov. You let me. It's also Yisud the Rabbanan. So the Slah says, no, in the Mishnah you got two problems. You have Soter plus Mukseh. Knocking down the wall is Tira. But the bricks themselves, as we learned, are Mukseh. I'm not going to let you do two Yisudah the Rabbanan for some Hat Yom Tov. But the ropes, the ropes are not Mukseh. The ropes that are tying down this uh, cistern uh, cover, the only Yisud is what? Soter. So, not Mukseh, Abi Mikhail. So, therefore, even the rabbis by the rope case are being lenient. So, we're back to Shemuel. How could you say that on Yom Tov it's a to cut the ropes? Who you going like? Understand? And don't tell me you're going like the rabbis of Mishnah. Because even the rabbis of Mishnah agreed, in this case, to the Bimi'id, you can break the ropes. Why? Subhat Yom Tov. Who the Amar ki haitana? Shmuel found another Tana. What? Haser Tanaim? There's another Tana that goes like him. Which Tana? The Tanya. Chotamot shebekarka. Matir avalo mavkia velo chotech. Echad Shabbat veechad Yom Tov. Veshebechli. Beshabbat matir avalo mavkia velo chotech. Beyom Tov matir u mavkia veotech. Period. Let's just review the Brayta clearly. The Brayta is Chotamot Shebekarka. That's the case we want. Matir can untie. But you cannot break them, unravel them, nor can you break them. Even on Yom Tov. This is a Tana. Shemuel goes like that Tana. Now, when it comes to Kirim, Beshabbat, Matir, even on Shabbat will only allow you to untie, even by Kirim. But still not going to unravel them and break them. We have to see why. But on Yom Tov, if it's in Kelim, you can do everything. So bottom line, we found the Tana that Shemuel subscribes. So let's just look at the top Rashi. Who Damar Tana? Shemuel. Damar obviously we have a problem because if Shemuel goes like this Braita what did Shemuel say by Kelim by Kelim he said on Yom Tov and on Shabbat you can do whatever you want because this bright over here makes a distinction between Shabbat and Yom Tov so therefore you're still not out of the woods you can't be a bright by Karka Shemuel's got this, this rabbi to rely on hold it but by Kelim you don't have it that's why the next Gibraltar's question is but what about the Sefa that will continue on tomorrow's day